Welcome to the Dag Heward Mills podcast. Dag Heward Mills podcast is a broadcast outreach of Dag Heward Mills Ministries, which has the duty to bring you the very best from the vast teaching archive of healing evangelist, best-selling author, and megachurch pastor Dag Heward Mills. In our teaching this Tuesday, Bishop Dag will preach on the importance of lay people being a powerful force to help a church grow. He will encourage you that you do not need to be a pastor or have a title to get involved in the work of the ministry within a church. After today's teaching, you will be encouraged that through laymen, souls will be saved, churches will be established and grow as God's work continues to flourish. You will also learn about some crucial campaigns that can help revolutionize your church. Be blessed by today's message.
Sing the world. It's been a while since you heard the song. Yeah. yeah. Do you know I used to be a singing star once? Oh yes. And I used to sing verse two of Forsake the World. One day we went for an outreach, and that was the song before preaching, and I forgot all the words of the song. And I started singing, "How deep is your love?" As the verse for Forsake the World. That's when I knew that I should stick to preaching. Amen. But put your hands together one more time for the greater love gospel singers. Amen. We are blessed. I feel God has already spoken to us, but it's time for the word of life. How many of you are at the camp? How many of you are at the camp this week? How many of you were not at the camp? How many of you don't respond to questions? Hmm. What a blessing. Well, we, we, we heard wonderful things at the camp, which I, I will not share with you. But I can only share with you that we learned something about the word of life. And um, today we have our father, our prophet, God's servant. And God himself, God himself is going to speak to you. Tell two people, God himself is going to speak to you. Yeah, tell people, tell, tell, the, tell another person, God has a word for you. Now lay hands on somebody's ear and say, may your ears be blessed to hear. Amen. Now, are you there? Shout amen. Now, oh, your amen. Honestly, this is not how our church is. Your amen is weak. I said, shout amen. Now, we have a song that we sing when our prophet is coming on stage. And the song says that nothing is impossible when you put your trust in God. There's something about the song, even when you feel that something is impossible, when you start singing the song, faith fills your heart and you start to believe that there's nothing that is impossible for God. So I want you, don't be too big to sing the song, nothing is impossible, number one. Number two, don't be too tired of singing the song, nothing is impossible. Because I can promise you that nothing is impossible when you put your trust in God. Hallelujah. Are you ready to sing? Alright, let's sing it together. Nothing is impossible. Let's sing it. Nothing is impossible when you put your trust in God. Nothing is impossible. Nothing is impossible when you're trusting in His word. Hugging to the voice. Hugging to the voice of God to me. Is there anything too hard for me? It's a simple song you can sing it to. Everybody sing it. Everybody sing it. Upstairs, at the back, in all the corners, everybody sing it. Faith. Nothing is impossible. Oh, when your trust. 
Hallelujah. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for speaking to our hearts, for guiding us, leading us by the Holy Spirit. We are grateful in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Today, I am continuing to share with you on the very important subject of church growth. If you remember last week, I said I was sharing with you on church growth. My book, Church Growth, they can put it up on the screen. Um, So, put up, yeah, that's it. Section one, there are a number of sections of this book. How many sections? Not chapters, sections. 18 sections. Yeah, wow. (laughs) So I'm on section two now. Church growth and lay people. Church growth and lay people. Now, church is important. Very, very important. And uh, it's important that we take church seriously because church is the body of Christ. All of us together make Jesus, make up Jesus. If you strike me or strike the body, you are striking Jesus because that's the body of Christ. Jesus is the head. We are the body. All of us together make up the body. So we are a dangerous group to touch and to fight because you end up fighting against God because attacking the church like Paul, Saul discovered who became Paul he said it is difficult to kick against the pricks it's difficult to kick thorns with your um, feet kicking And I remember some years ago, there was one of the government, we've had several governments, but one of the governments, the head of state at that time made an announcement. He said, I'm going to turn my attention to the churches. And although it was a very powerful government at the time, from that time, that government began to decline until it, it 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 went out unbelievably. So, people over the years who have taken upon themselves to fight churches and to fight uh, the church. Find out and discover that you're actually fighting against God. I mean, what Jesus is building, you are breaking. Jesus said, I will build my church. Then you have taken upon yourself to divide it, to break it down, to scatter it, to destroy it, to malign it, to slander it, to urinate on it. You should... Pray for yourself because you find yourself, Jesus is building, you are breaking. 
you are attacking and you find out that you are fighting the church of God. Amen. So, very, very important uh, that we also take the church seriously because the church is a very, very important thing to God. Amen. Uh, In Acts chapter 20 and verse 28, Paul said to the people, he said, take heed to yourself and to the flock. Look after the flock. You know? Um, and to, the, to, to which the, over, the Holy Ghost has made you overseer to feed the church which he has purchased with his own blood. There you see that the church is something that Jesus bought with blood. Right? Now, people don't know how much things cost. That's why they treat them anyhow. But if you know what something costs, you'll be more careful. So sometimes people don't know what it has cost to have a church or for the church to exist. People don't know what they are standing on. You know, there is a I don't know whether it was on CNN or BBC or one of, the, one of these channels. They used to have a short, you know, those little short clips that come in between programs. And they were talking about uh, history, but they used, to, they used to write on it, know where you stand. Know where you stand. And then they would show the beaches of Normandy in France where the Allied troops landed when they were invading Europe in 1944. And it was the most bloody battle, you know, to come from the sea and invade somebody's country. The Germans were, they were, they were, they were, they lived and built a wall right just after the beach. They had built walls with machine guns pointing at the sea because they were expecting them. And I mean, everybody who lands just shoot you down. So if you ever want to understand that battle, you should watch the movie Saving Private Ryan. Saving Private Ryan. It gives you an uh, idea of what it was. A terrible thing. You get it. But then, I remember they would put it and say, know where you stand because today you see people in bikinis and in swimming suits playing there happily. But that place where they are playing, the things that have happened there and what it has cost for that beach to be free, no one, you don't have any idea. So that's why they they used to write, know where you stand. That this peaceful place you are standing is a wild place. So many things have happened and has cost a lot. You know? So, in the same way, the church, you see, nice, we are having weddings and what it is all working and all that. But you should know that 
Like Jesus said, look after the, uh, Paul said, look after the flock, you know, which God has made you overseer to look over and feed the church, you see, which he, he purchased with his own blood. I've never seen anybody who ends up well who attacks the church. Never. You know, I was listening to Derek Prince. He said that he has never seen anybody who has ever done well who has a bad relationship with his father. Yeah, he said in his experience, yes, he said in his experience, he has not seen anybody who does well who has a bad relationship with his, his father. Doesn't, has, is not able to have a good relationship with the father. Yeah. And I'm also saying that I've never, I've not seen anything or anybody or any group that ends up well who tries to fight the church, any, any part of the church, from the Catholics who are our fathers, they are our overall fathers. Look, if you were born 500 years ago, 600 years ago, you'll be a Catholic if you're a Christian. Every Christian was a Catholic. Christianity starts with Catholic. Every church was a Catholic church before the Reformation. And then there were other churches. All the churches, his body. So, you've got to be careful. But the church is made up of people with all sorts of problems. There's no place where there are human beings where there are no problems. Once there are people, there's all, all kinds of problems. That, that is not a deception that should make you launch out to attack because the church, even though made of human beings who have faults, are still the church. Yes. They are still the church. So, very important um, in, in Revelation chapter 1 and verse 13, you see Jesus standing in the middle of candlesticks. He's just standing there, you know, and then he's holding some stars in his hands. The stars are the pastors, but uh, the, the candlesticks are the churches. So he's, he's in the middle of all churches. Jesus is in our midst. Jesus is in our midst. He's standing in the middle of churches. So, you know, all of us should be Amen. All of us should be concerned and be aware that Jesus is in the midst of his church. He's right here. Now, the building of the church, right? All right, there are some people coming in to sit on the, on the stairs.
Hurry up, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. Why don't you open more doors so that they can come in faster? somebody to sit by you, you can also lift your hand and some of the ladies no seats oh there's some seats over there I think they are happy to be on stage so that we see the chairs. All right. Keep coming, keep coming. Okay. Sit down, sit down, sit down. I'm preaching, I'm, I'm preaching now. Preaching is continuing. I am I'm preaching about church growth. Everybody say church growth. Church growth. Yes. yes. Church growth, it means blessing the church. Wow. Yeah, the church is being blessed. The church, not you. You get what I'm saying? Blessings on the church. Growth for the church. The church is it is, it is well with the church. Yeah. And I'm saying that if you think about the church, those of you on stage, are you listening? Hello? 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 Hey. Attention here. Don't talk to anybody. Okay? If you think about the church, your church, the church 
is Jesus' body. And if you think about the church, Jesus will love you and it will draw his love and his blessings towards you very much. Because if you remember when Peter was with Jesus, after Jesus rose from the dead by the sea of Tiberias, Jesus asked him, do you love me? Do you love me? You at all, do you love me? And he said, I love you. He said, if you love me, feed my sheep. Feed them. And he said, do you love me? If you love me, feed my sheep. Feed them. That's how to love Jesus. So in other words, bless the church. Feed the church. Look after the church. Love the church. And you don't have to be a pastor to love the church. You know, from the beginning when I got to know my wife. (laughs) When I got to know my my wife, yeah. We were not even, we were were, even before, we were beloved, so I don't know. I found her father, her father was somebody who loved the church from what I knew. He, 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 He worked in the church help them to count their money in the church. He made some pews. His name was on the pew. Yeah. He bought an a, a organ, you know, a special pipe organ and whatever for the church. Very expensive. And he built a church for them too. Yeah. I mean, a church lover. And he was not a pastor at all. He was a businessman. Yes. Churches met in his house, his houses. So he has been, and when, when he knew me, when he knew me, he showed me so much respect because I was a bishop and a pastor. My father, I'm talking about my father-in-law, my, my wife's father. I noticed it because, of course, I know so many people, they don't show respect because you are a pastor. If at all, sometimes they even are not happy that you are a pastor. So, people who love the church and people who bless the church, they are God's friends because something that he bought with blood, it must be very precious to him. Very precious. It must be something that he really cherishes. And it is his representation in the world. And that is why where Satan is dominating the society, churches are closed or not allowed. I mean, there are countries where there's no church. It's not allowed. That's all. We allow everything but church, no. Why? Why don't you allow church? Why don't you allow it? So that if anybody wants to join, they should join. No, 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 no church. And there can be everything, but church, no. Amazing, isn't it? Yeah. So, uh, I want to encourage you 
Uh, and in this section on church growth, I, I will not just once I talk about one thing, is that church growth and blessing the church, loving the church, looking after the church by lay people, which is by non-pastors. No, you are not a pastor, but you, you love the church. Yes. You're not a pastor, but you love the church. That's lay people and church growth. Amen. Are you listening to me? Now, in Numbers chapter 11, turn with me to Numbers chapter 11, verse 1. Now, and when the people complained, it displeased the Lord. And the Lord heard it. And his anger was kindled. And the fire of the Lord burnt among them and consumed them that were in the uttermost parts of the camp. So, Complaining displeases God. Everybody say, complaining displeases God. Yes. So, don't join disgruntled employees who are always complaining. There is something called disgruntled employees. former employees or employees complaining and especially if it is in the church we don't expect that but unfortunately some people who work in the church have never worked elsewhere and you see our brother who was giving a testimony I mean they called him and he didn't answer the phone They said, bring the phone. And that was the end of his work. Bring the phone. The phone is for for the organization. It's for work. So they call you. Call, 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 call. You will not answer. It's okay. Bring the phone and find another job. That is now giving a testimony that he's got three jobs. People don't know what is in work. That's why they complain. They've never worked before. That's how it is to work in the secular world. Yes. So complaining displeases God. Everybody say it. Complaining displeases God. Look at the scripture. And it displeased the Lord. And then what? The Lord heard it. The Lord hears your complaining. So those who are in the church and complain against me secretly... The Bible says, and the Lord heard it. And the complaining displeased the Lord. It displeased the Lord. Yes. Complaining displeases God. Say it for the last time. Now, and the people cried unto Moses. And when Moses prayed unto the Lord, the fire was quenched. And he called the name of the place Tabera because the fire of the Lord burnt among them. And the mixed multitude that was among them fell a lasting. And the children of Israel also wept again 
and said, who shall give us flesh to eat? We remember the fish which we did eat in Egypt freely. The cucumbers, the melons, the leeks, the onions, the garlic. But now our soul is dried away. We are, we are drying up. Our souls are what? Drying up. Because of a lack of what? Garlic. I hear garlic is good. Yes. Keep coming. Yeah. Yes, this is what we like. We like the confusion that comes with church growth. How many enjoy the confusion that comes from church growth? Yeah. Our soul is dried away. We are feeling dry. Ask your neighbor. I, I, no, he said, this is a very serious thing. Do you complain? Just find out from the person. Do you complain? Are you somebody who is complaining? I don't mean... I'm not talking about the government. I'm talking about church, church things. Do you complain? Hmm. Are you a complainer? Now, our soul is dried away. There is nothing at all beside this manner before our eyes. And the manna was as coriander seed, and the color thereof was, was as the color of dalium. And the people went about and gathered it and ground it in mills and beat it in a mortar and baked it in pans and made cakes of it. And the taste of it was as the taste of fresh oil. And when the dew fell upon the camp in the night, the manna fell upon it. Verse 10. Are you watching? It's like a movie. I'm talking about church growth. And lay people. Verse 10. Non-pastors. That is all of us. We are all involved in this one. Yes. Including those on the stage. Are you listening? Yeah. Yeah. I hope you are listening. The Bible says. And then Moses heard the people weep. Throughout their families. Every man in the door of his tent. They were. And the anger of the Lord was kindled greatly. You see, God is not moved by tears. Instead of him also feeling sorry when you are crying, he rather became angry, which is the proper attitude towards certain crying. There are some crying, you should rather be annoyed with the person when the person starts crying. Say, nonsense. You get a dirty slap right there. Huh. Why are you crying? Stop that cross, stop that rub there right now. So instead of Moses, instead of the people becoming uh, God also feeling pity for them, God got angry and Moses also was displeased. Then look at what, what happened next. Then Moses said to the Lord, Abba, wherefore has thou afflicted thy servant? And wherefore have I not found favor in thy sight that thou layest the burden of these people on me? Why have you put the burden of these people on me? 
You see, if you are the head of state of Ghana, the burden of the northern region, the burden of what is happening in Boku, what is happening in the Galamse regions, the burden of what is happening in Accra, the burden of what is happening in the bank, the burden of what is happening in the economy, the burden of education, the burden of the security, the burden of everybody. His burden is on you. It's not a small thing. So when you are campaigning next time to be president, you have to know that burdens are going to come on you from day one. Now Moses was the head of state. He was the pastor of the people, about two million of them. Yeah. And Charlie, Moses said that, why were you, why God, why are you angry of appointing me? You are annoyed with me, that's why you have appointed me. Read it. He said, have I not found favor in thy sight that thou layest the burden of all these people on me? I was enjoying with my wife in Midian. We had a good life. We had a private life, peaceful. And you have brought the burden of the people. Why the burden? Because people are a burden. People are a burden. Amen. Amen. Verse 11. Why have you afflicted me? You have afflicted me. Verse 12. Have I conceived all these people? Have I conceived all these people? Are they my biological children? Moses was angry with God that he had such problems. That thou shouldest say unto me, carry them in thy bosom. As a nursing father buried the sucking child unto the land which thou swearest unto their fathers. How many realize that it was not easy for Moses at all? Have I conceived these people? Huh? Did I I burn them? When should I have flesh to give unto all these people? For they weep unto me saying, give us flesh that we may eat. I am not able to bear these people alone. Underline verse 14. I am not able to bear all these people alone. Because it is too heavy for me. I cannot do it alone. Even Moses. How much more a a young pastor. Even Moses said, Charlie, this one there, I don't go feed you. I don't go feed you, Charlie. This one there, be too much. I am not able to bear this, all these people alone. It is too heavy for me. Now, verse 15 is the worst. It says, if thou deal thus with me, kill me. Kill me. Just kill me. I want to die. If I have to be the leader of all these people, then kill me. I want to die now. It's too much. Kill me, kill me, I pray thee out of hand. If I have found favor in thy sight, and let me not see my wretchedness. Let me not see what? My wretchedness, because every pastor 
his wretchedness will be revealed as he is leading people. His hopelessness, his weakness, his mistakes, his inability, his neglect of this group, his neglect of this group, his problems, his personal issues, everything is wretchedness. I don't want to see my my wretchedness. Kill me. I, I want to die today. Don't wait till Friday. Today is okay. Amazing. This is an amazing story of how Moses that one of the original pastors ever to be in our world came to the conclusion that Charlie NLA, I cannot do it again. Unless God helps me and unless there's some help from somewhere. Now, people are a burden. People are a burden. Look, some years ago, I called somebody and said, I want you to help to work in the church. The person said, no problem. I will help. Whatever you want me to do, I can do. But only on one condition. I said, what condition? She said, on condition that the work you give me has nothing to do with people. She said, if it has to do with cabinets, filing, computers, electricity, plumbing, but people, no, as for people, no, 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 no. But if it has to do with anything else other than human being peoples, human people's being. (laughs) Humans beings. That's why I no, 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 no. I cannot. I cannot. But if it is cabinet, I should file some document for you. This, that, I will do everything. And she did. She, she came to work. She used to come to the office and help to do this, to do this, to do this. But people, no. I can't do it with people. Because people are a burden. Look at what he said in verse 14. Verse 14. I, I cannot bear this. People, it's too heavy for me. It's too much. To have a large crowd. The other day I was looking at our churches. Ah, I, we were looking on the maps. The church, church here, church here. Then we realized, I asked somebody who was over. He was in charge of some churches. I asked, I asked him, which churches are you in charge of? Charlie, can you believe that he forgot even countries. He forgot even some of the like some of them were islands. He had forgotten. So I remember, I said, what about this island? Ah, it's true. These people are also there. Ah, it's true. These people are also there. He had forgotten. So I realized that it is as though we have an irresponsible man who has given birth to many children and you don't even know where all your children are. When you meet somebody, you say, who, who is your mother? Who, 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 who? Which one is your mother? (laughs) That is why Moses said, kill me. I can't do this anymore. I don't want to be involved in this. Are you there? So church growth, 
when I say church growth, it's like having a child, and the child is growing normally. Child is growing normally. I went to preach somewhere one day. A pastor came to see me after he said, I just have one problem. My child is not growing. I said, what do you mean? He said, my child is not growing. What do you mean? He said, look at this child. Then he mentioned the age. And I realized the age was something like this, but the child was like this. It's a problem if your child is not growing as he should grow. You got a problem. Houston, we got a problem. So when the church is supposed to be like this, and it is like this, Houston, we got a problem. You know why I say Houston? Because that's where the rockets, when they got a problem in the rocket, they say, Houston, we got a problem. Listen, the church is also your problem. It's your problem as well. No one person can carry the church. And all of you, instead of thinking of your problems, because all your problems together, when we add all and put on the pastor's head, how long do you want the pastor to be alive for? <laughs> all my pastors and my bishop, they are, not, they are not allowed to turn off their phone in the night. Everybody's phone must be on and loud. It's a rule. It's a rule. No, it, because in case, and there's something, there are things that have happened before that we're trying to con- reach people and we couldn't reach. That's why. And it was urgent. I don't want to go into that story. So pastors in this church, we are not allowed to on and loud. So you don't have to call unnecessary calls. <laughs> Because you know the phone is also, I'm going to call Bishop and tell him that I'm crying, I can't sleep. If you can't sleep, read Leviticus. That's all, that's the rule. You can't sleep, read Leviticus. Don't call us. That's wickedness. Don't have to be calling a pastor. My leg is paining me. That's why I'm, I'm calling you. Pastor, what should I do? My leg is paining me. Are you listening to me? How many things that when the pastor told me that his child was not growing, his child was very, the child was like this. And it was a girl too. My heart, I started to think of what to do. And can you imagine when Jesus sees his church? And you see the church is small when it should have been big. It, has, it, it cannot grow, it cannot develop. If you are a parent, you give birth to a child. When it reaches puberty, the child is not attaining puber- puberty. When the boy speaks, he sounds like a soprano singer. Huh? The voice is like a soprano singer. 
not be worried? I'm asking whether you will not be worried. You'll be worried if it's your child. Why? What is wrong? And that is where when you bless somebody's child, you'll see the person will love you. When I used to work at Kolebu, delivering babies, I've delivered so many babies. Yeah. Hey, the mother, the way they thanked me, I said, hey, I mean, I'm just a student. And they, they just, because you work on them, they are so grateful as they are going home with baby. Baby home, mother home. Wow. What a blessing. This is the church. It's somebody's child. Bought with his blood. There are people that are never normal after giving birth. You should have seen them before they gave birth. Beauty queens. Miss July. <laughs> Miss September. Miss December. After giving birth. You see them. Change for a lifetime. The stomach and the chest are all merged. What a change has come over my life. (laughs) Are you listening to me? So then, Moses made an appeal to God. And you see, the, the, the people in the wilderness were the first church. So in the book of Acts, he refers to them as the church in the wilderness. The church in the wilderness. Yes. They're going to bring that scripture up in a moment. In Acts 4, it says, this is he that was in the church in the wilderness. With the angel we spoke to him in the Mount Sinai and with our fathers who received lively oracles. So the people that were in the wilderness was the church. Moses was struggling with the church. It's called the church in the wilderness. It was the church that Moses was struggling to look after. Now, he continued in Numbers 11 and to verse 16. We are just reading the scripture then. I'll give you a list. Yes. God, then the Lord said to Moses, I've heard you say I should kill you. But I won't kill you because there are some foolish prayers you pray, God will not answer. How many have prayed some prayers that God has not answered those prayers? Raise your hand if you are happy that God didn't answer some of your prayers. How many have prayed to die before and then you you didn't die, you are still around? Yes. He didn't even mind you, isn't it? Are you listening to me? Hello? 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 Are you listening to my preaching? My preaching is good though. So listen to my preaching, okay? Open your eyes and listen to the preaching. It's a blessing. Yeah. 
We are going to bring more chairs. I think we need more chairs in the room. All here and all here. Oh, yes. Hmm. Now, Moses, the Lord said to Moses, Gather me 70 men of the elders of Israel, whom thou knowest to be the elders of the people, and officers over them, and bring them to the tabernacle, that they may stand there with me, with thee. Get 70 people. How many would like to be among the 70 that are being called by Moses, the pastor of the church in the wilderness? 70 people. And the next verse. And I will come down and talk with thee there. And I will take of the spirit which is upon thee. The anointing. Moses anointing. uh, To be a pastor. I will take it from Moses. Who has even seen God in Mount Sinai. And come to people who have not seen God before. And who have not received such a calling. And who are not selected in any burning bush with fire and angel and all these things. And he said, I will take up the spirit which is upon thee. And I will put it upon them. And what is going to happen? They shall bear the burden. That, that problem. The burden of the people. They will help to carry the burden. And you see, that is what God wants to do. He wants to take the spirit. The anointing on the apostle and put it on a lot of people and those people will help. They will help to carry the burdens and the problems that come with people. You know, when you take people eh, and you start to listen to, if I call individuals, you, come. Are you on the phone? Come. Don't lie, don't lie, don't lie. Come. What is your name? Where are you? Where are you from? Legon Campus. Legon Campus. Are you a student? Yes, please. What problem do you have? You never know whether I can help you. There are lots. Pardon? There are lots. A lot of problems. Yes. I knew that you have a lot of problems. That's why I called you. One of your problems is lying. What other problem do you have? Tell me. Um, maybe studying. Studying. And what else? You have a lot of problems. Say, you never know. I say, I'll walk away just now if you don't speak. Oh. Studying and... Um, st- studying is the most important one for me. It's the most important one for you. Financial, financial difficulties. Financial? Uh-huh. You're not talking. You're not talking. Let's talk about your financial problem. What financial problem? You never know. Like, okay, maybe the money for maybe things, small things I need in school. And- M- money for things you need in school. Yeah. Like maybe fee- Where's your hostel? Um, I'm in Commonwealth Hall. Commonwealth Hall. Okay. God is going to supply your needs. God is going to do something to help you. 
Amen. Do you believe it? Yes. What, what's your name again? Nanose. Nanose. You see, just one person, the problems that he has. So tell me about the secret one that you have, the other secret problem that you have. You don't have any secret problem. Huh? <laughs> After church, see him. Ah, Bishop Prince is going to adopt him. Bishop Prince has adopted you. Oh, yes. You'll be surprised. Every single person. The problems that the person has. You'll be shocked. Well, come, come again. You, yes. You. What problems do you have? Oh, um, family problems. Uh, family problems like what? Oh, like my parents divorced and... Your parents divorced. Yes. So she's crying. Yes. And, and what else? Um, my brother got diagnosed with schizophrenia. Your brother got diagnosed with schizophrenia. Um, I don't really, I find it hard to make friends because when I was younger, um, a group of people that I was friends with attacked me and got me beat up. So when it comes to making friends, I'm very secluded. So I don't really talk about things either. Yeah. Kneel down. Thank you, Jesus, for your healing and your touching of her life. Thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. So, I'm talking about burdens. If I go through and I, and I start, you'll be amazed. You can't close now. We'll just go through one by one the issues. Yes. So many things. That you can't solve. And this is the burden. The burden. The burden. The burden. The burden. So that is why. One of the bishops said he's going to adopt this young guy. And this girl. God is intervening in your. Especially in your heart. Yes. Madaria says she's going to adopt her. Yes. Beautiful. Give me some volume on my mic. I don't hear myself. I am just trying to show you the burden. Then apart from that, people are not faithful. So when you are dealing with people, you don't even know if the person will attack you. Like the girl said, she was relating with some people and they attacked her. 
So people lie. People are not genuine. There's so many issues. And that makes the church work a huge burden. It's like, it's like being a president. I'm telling you. That's why when you're a leader, you see the person out there. And you, you, I, mean, I remember one president, when he came into power, I think the first week, the, the strikes. Stri- they didn't give him even one week to rest. They started striking on the first day. Yeah. <laughs> burdens. Serious burdens. So now God is saying, look at it, let's read it together. I will take this of, 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 of it. And they will bear the burden that thou bear not alone. Verse 18. Say to the people, sanctify yourselves. Tomorrow you, you shall eat flesh, for you have wept in the ears of the Lord. Who shall give us flesh to eat? For it was well with us in Egypt. And the Lord will give you flesh. Verse 19. You shall not eat. You eat a lot. Verse 20. A whole month. Alright? Because you have wept. Because you cried. The Lord said, I've seen all your tears. God sees tears. Oh. It is the tears that made him give them meat. To, to this extent. So God hears and sees tears. God sees tears. When you are crying, God sees tears. People don't know that God sees tears. But tears, how God, God sees tears. When you are crying, God feels it. You know how a father, you can feel something for your child. You can feel something for someone you love. You feel it. When the person starts crying, it affects you. Verse 21. A whole, and Moses said, the people whom I... I am a 600,000 footmen. And you have said you give them food that they will eat for one month. One month of meat for 600,000 people. Do you know why we don't have lions at Anakazu? Because lions would have been something I would have wanted to keep there. At least I keep one in the cage to remind us of the lion of the tribe of Judah. So that when you see the lion, then you, you get inspiration that God is wild. When you see the mouth open ah, like this and it roars in the night at Anakazo, everybody will go to his room. <laughs> yes. When we announce that everybody should be in your room by nine because the lion will be moving around. Everybody will go to bed. But do you know, do you, how many, do you want to know why we don't have a lion there? Should I tell you why? I don't think you want, this, this group doesn't want to know. I was going to tell you why we don't have a lion. The reason we don't have a lion is because of the amount of meat that the lion eats. Yeah. I mean, you need a horse every day a cow a horse and they can eat all look at the amount of flesh 600,000 you have to give them flesh so that's the only reason why we don't have but if maybe we can get a baby one that can roar at 9 o'clock to make everybody go to their beds (laughs) verse 22 says shall the flocks and heads be slain for them to suffice them? Or shall all the fish of the sea be gathered to suffice them? 
And the, Moses said, the Lord said to Moses, is the Lord's hand waxed short? You will see now. And Moses went out and told the people and gathered the 70 men and set them round about the tabernacle. Verse 25. And the Lord came down in a cloud and spake unto him and took up the spirit that was upon him and gave it to the 70 elders. And it came to pass that when the spirit rested upon them, they prophesied and did not cease. Receive the spirit of God upon your life. Receive the spirit of God upon your life. Receive the spirit of God upon your life. Yes, that's why we pray for the Holy Spirit. God is raising all of you up. You are all going to help to carry the burden of the church. People will see you as a young person, but you are like so responsible. So responsible. Working in the church. And there young, ran a young man and told Moses that Eldad and Midad do prophesy in the camp. And Joshua, the son of the servant of Moses, came and answered, My Lord, forbid them. Stop them from prophesying. And Moses said, Envious thou for my sake? Are you, it means you can do the work so much that even the senior pastor will be envious. The senior pastor will be envious and say, Hey! Nowadays they are really listening to this guy talking. Hey, this is they are really following for these meetings and so on. Hey, and the senior pastor can be envious of the way that they love even the person who is preaching to them and caring for them. Moses said unto him, Do you envy for my sake? I wish that all the Lord's people were prophets. And that the Lord will put his spirit upon them. All the people. All the people. And I believe today, in this service, God is putting his Holy Spirit on all the people here. All the people here. God is putting the Holy Spirit on you. God is giving you the Holy Spirit. And it's going to change your life. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. You know, in 1979, God put his Holy Spirit on me. I became a pastor. Suddenly, I became concerned about people. That's how I knew the Spirit came on me. Look, I used to draw the maps to people's houses. You know, in those days, we didn't have Google Maps, Uber, nothing. So, I ask you, your house is here. Where? Okay, from Dansoman Club 250, right here, like this, Sahara, this, that, and I'll draw. There's a baller here, there's a kiosk here, and I drew, I had papers like this. Maps in 1979, 1980. I had maps to people's how to look for people. What is that? It's the Holy Spirit. I was doing physics, chemistry, and biology in school. Physics, chemistry, and biology. That's what I was doing. And I was interested in people. I was I had maps to their houses to look for them. I remember one day I went to do follow-up around Dankwa Circle. When I got there, I heard the, the owner, it was a shop. The owner said, your boyfriend has come. <laughs> oh, yes. As usual. So God sent meat to them. And the Bible says, and the people stood up all day and night and they gathered the quails. You see, God was answering their complaints. 
But in verse 33 it says, and while the flesh was in, in between their teeth, and they, before they could chew, the anger of the Lord was kindled against and he smote the people with a very great plague. Yeah. Because God doesn't like complaining at all. They complained and he showed them that this thing you are complaining, I've given it to you anyway. Take it and I'll kill you with it. Hmm. So in the church, there is a burden. Now, put up the shabby shepherding must go. Principles. Keys. Put it on the screen. Find it and put it up. What we use at the camp. All those things are burdens. It's so much work for us to do. Or put up the ministries, whatever you have there. Zoe, whatever you got there. Put it up. Shabby shepherding must go. Many, many things when you look at in the church. Instead of coming, look at our brother. He said financial problems. He studies. Hmm? What was your mark in school? Come. Uh, what's your grade? Come. Your, your GPA. Uh, you are just a new student. Uh-huh, level 100. Wasi. 13. 13. Yeah. Is it a good uh, score? Mm. Yeah. I'm waiting. Screen. Yeah, put it up. Look at all this. 22 shabby shepherding campaign activities. Everybody look because everybody is going to have a job. I hope the other one is also ready. Look at it. Soul winning campaign. Everybody should be aggressive in the campaigns. And I want you to choose one. If you are not, everybody choose one. Say, you know, I, I, I will be involved in this soul winning campaign, state of the flock campaign, which involves knowing where the people are, how many people are around, servants armed and trained. That means that we will arm you and train you, not with physical shooting arms, with spiritual arms, please. Hearing and seeing campaign. You join the YouTube ministry or the Facebook ministry or the TikTok ministry. Yeah. You know, there are people who attack us with YouTube. Yeah. They make YouTube videos to attack me and attack the church. So why don't you also make your own YouTube and also reach out? You are leaving the enemy to use these technologies to do evil. But you have to use these technologies to do good. Honor your prophet campaign, special. We, we, we studied a lot about it, about the word of life. Anti-brutish campaign is something you can join. We need, you see the tower we've made, we need 24 hours prayer. We see, we want somebody to be there. The Bible says, my house shall be called a house of prayer. We want 
there will be somebody praying and it's like a prayer tower so that if you even have a need we have a prayer emergency line and there will be some people there praying if there is something you call and you call the prayer tower and the prayer warriors who are there will take up an intercession at that time how many that is all part of anti-brutish campaign prayer tower ministry at the top there you'll be praying nearer heaven 24 hours but if you don't join how can we do 24 hours you need to join so that we, we, we everybody we can we can share the 24 hours 24 hours times 7 days like as I'm preaching now the prayer warriors should be there yes as I'm praying and the prayer warriors should be there there should be people to change the guard till midnight and from midnight till the morning that's anti-brutish campaign how many are going to try the prayer tower ministry prayer tower ministry or join me owner or join me owner <laughs> join Then Basenta Basanta Batenta Proliferation There will be a proliferation Means many more are being produced Proliferation Producing Give birth plenty More Basenta leaders Why is there not a Basenta in your house And Basenta has to do with bursting And then this is the burden. All these are the burdens of the church. Then building structures campaign. You know, there's a campaign to build the churches so that the churches will, will be look nice. Have you not noticed that the church keeps getting nicer? Eh? Because there's a campaign to build. And you can help to build the church and make the church nicer. Instead of seeing the church as a source of business. Oh, I'm selling tiles. Will you buy my tiles? Oh, I'm selling POP. Will you buy my POP? Oh, I'm selling paint. Will you buy my paint? Oh, I'm selling this. Instead of seeing the church as a source of your business, you see the church as a place to contribute. To make something good. You see, maybe you look at our screen and you say, Ah, I think this screen, we need more. There should be one here. And I don't know where again. More screens and all the halls there. We're going to have big screens like this, each each floor. Just so that when we overflow, it will be like you are even nearer when you are in the tower. Your clapping is I mean as if you are feeling are you feeling sick? Are you feeling tired? Yes. I'm explaining the burden. I'm talking about lay people. Who are helping and you are sharing the burden and the problems of the church. Intimate counseling campaign. Uh, you see, this brother, I didn't want to, t- t- to say his secret to. Because I had entered into intimate counseling and he didn't want the intimate counseling on the microphone. That becomes public counseling. So we had to go deeper later. 
Where is Nana? Uh-huh. Oh yes. Hey, I had Tandao quickly. Intimate counsel. Why are you not an intimate counselor? Meanwhile, you like talking a lot. Shouting, talking, 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 talking. Huh? You have the necessary skills of talking. All you need are scriptures. And then you add it, it becomes counseling. Ask your neighbor. So you are told, will you not do anything? I mean, you are just in the church. Then, equipment, cam- technology campaign. Equipment, even as I'm saying, are you not tired already? Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. Equipment. Nowadays, you can see, we use drones. Drones are used for, just as they're using drones in Ukraine and Russia. We are also into drones here. You will not see any, anybody holding camera and f- f- filming anything again here. All those things are gone. We have, sec- we have security drones. They are flying as we are having church. They are all patrolling. And they are monitoring. Yes. When you go into somebody, you see that the, the drones are monitoring the whole, the whole place. Yeah. Why don't you also join something? Oh. As, shake your neighbor and say, Charlie, I allow it to you for you to not do something again. These are 22 campaigns in the book in the uh, the book. Yeah. Shepherding control campaign. Training shepherds and becoming a shepherd. Then Aunties and uncles campaign. That is the school's ministry. Aunties and uncles. Listen, I know that there are thousands of people here this morning, but in our grace, we say, and the 25,000. It has become 100,000 because we should have crossed the 25,000 some time ago. If we are not 25,000 Sunday morning attendants, we are not. Satisfied with it. I just want you to know in advance, in case you think you'll ever be tired, the 25,000 is the basic attendance that we, are, we need here. How many realize that the work is a lot? It's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. And then uncles and aunties campaign. People who go to schools. Yes. And servants arm and train. People who arm the church. Because everybody should have all the books on your phone. If you are here in the church. I have given you my books. Free of charge. All of the books. At least your phone or your iPad. Free. So there are so many people who don't have it. Meanwhile people are trying to buy one for $40. And you come to First Love Church. And it is secretly being given to you free of charge. That is servants arm and train. Book sharers. People who are sharing books. Why don't you join anything? No, this is serious. 
The next one is understanding campaign. Where we have started now a first love Bible school. First love Bible school. First love Bible school. First love Bible school. Beautiful. Beautiful. And then what? Understanding campaign. Some of you are going to become teachers in the understanding campaign. Of you have to join the first love Bible school to be part of the understanding campaign. All these are in double mega missionary church. They have actually just taken it from the book. Each one is a chapter in double mega missionary church. Swollen Sunday campaign. This is not a swollen Sunday. We have not had a swollen Sunday for two years. When we have swollen Sunday, there is only one word you can describe it by confusion. There will be confusion here. There will be confusion here. Oh, yes. Swollen Sunday campaign. That is another English word for swollen Sunday campaign is indoor crusade. It's a crusade indoor. It's an indoor crusade. Everybody come indoors and we'll evangelize you inside. This is not a soul. We are not having a soul inside. This is just a normal service. Sheep seeking campaign. Visitation. Last week I was on sheep, sheep seeking campaign. I went to seek for a sheep. I went on visitation to somebody. They were so touched. They had been waiting all day for me to come. Oh yes. Oh yes. I'm into sheep seeking. Some of you are going to be visitors. When you go, you say, oh, Bishop sent me. I'm here to visit you. I uh, want to see how things are going. Ah, there's somebody here. One day you'll be in the Philippines. I don't know who it is. You'll be in the Philippines doing visitation. Visitation. I don't know who it is. Maybe in this direction somewhere. Yeah. Receive the Holy Spirit. Receive the Holy Spirit. Receive the Holy Spirit. Hmm. Hey, these are bad things. Then Sunday management. We have something called Sunday management. Yes. Now I'm going to bring Sunday management as the last one. So then I'll, I'll come back. Testimony campaign. People who bring testimony. We have at least 120 testimonies every week. We need more people to bring testimony. Short, short video. Modern YouTube. Hi there. I'm my... Then you make a, a YouTube testimony. And I'm, I'm delicious. I want to tell you this testimony. And then you make a, a YouTube testimony. <laughs> oh, yes. Ask your neighbor, why are you not in the testimony campaign? There's a campaign for testimonies. Wow. Then, the next burden is telepastoring campaign. Telepastoring. Telepastoring. Every phone, everybody lift your phone. Everybody lift your phone. Lift your, all of you here, lift your phones. Everybody has a phone. Take your phone. Take your phone. If you don't have a phone, God will bless you with a phone. Watch and see. Lift your phone. You will see. God will bless you. Lift your phone. Everybody. Everybody stand up. Stand up and let's look at the phones. Look at the phones in the church. Everybody has a phone. So there's, you see, in those days, 
If you leave your house and the phone rings and you are not there, it means you've missed the call. That's why we used to have uh, answering machines. Because when you go out, it answers for you. Then when you come back, you come and listen to 27 messages. But now, everybody, lift your phone, look at the church. All over, upstairs, everywhere. Mobile phones, mobile phones, mobile phones, mobile phones, mobile phones, different ones. So what we are saying is that you can become a telepastoring campaigner. That means on Saturday you will be calling if we have 1,000 telepastors just to make about four phone calls for Jesus. Is it too much to take? So if the pastor starts to call, when will he talk to his wife? Eh? At what time? Every day he's on, he's on the phone, he's on the phone, he's on the phone. Share the burden. Share the burden. Share the burden. Yes. Yesterday, I was at home. Then, I was talking to my wife. She went to the kitchen. I, when she came back, I was talking to somebody who was in the hospital. Yes, we, we had a terrible uh, situation. So I was on the phone. When she came, so I'm on the phone. So yeah, I'm on the phone. So she went away. That's it. So suppose I continue. To speak like that to 35 people. Do you see? That would take me to about 4.30 a.m. Yes. Yes. So, you won't sleep. You won't do anything. Because you are doing telepathy. So, are you going to share? That's why Moses said, Charlie, kill me. Kill me is too much. How many are going to join telepastoring campaign. All of you who come to church, I don't know what to do. I don't know where to join. I don't know what. Today I'm showing you. Hmm. Next one. Tangerine campaign. That one I don't want to go into it now. It's for pastors at a higher level. Bishops know what it means. Gathering bus campaign. Everyone with a bus. Our church, we are not interested. Your bands and all those things, we don't need it here. We don't use all those things here. We need buses. Yeah, we need buses. Uh, this is not a Benz church. It's a bus church. Not Benz, but bus. Your Benz will be in the house. After you finish, you go back to your Benz. Oh, yes. Tell your neighbor, my Benz will be in the house. And my bus will be in the church. Oh, yes. How many believe God can give you a Benz? One day you'll be sitting in a bus. Bringing people to church. And the Holy Spirit will say to you, because you have brought people in this bus, I will put you in a bench. Receive it in the name of Jesus. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Then the next one. Organized creative arts campaign. What are creative arts? Dancing stars. Singing stars. Me- Film stars, airport stars, and what other stars? Huh? Basantes, airport stars, culinary stars who make kebab. I mean, in the church, after church, we have to smell kebab on the left and kebab on the right and kebab in the center. But we have only kebab and in far away over there. How does it help? We need more people. Bring your jollof to the church so that we can eat it. 
Bring your wache and your kelewele. Come and sell it here so that we eat it. Ah! A church without food there is like a wilderness. Are you John the Baptist? Make a highway in the wilderness. What is the next one? Show us the departments. 30 more departments. Basenta leaders. Basing society managers. Greater Love Gospel Choir. Dancing film stars. Airport stars. Dazzling Lights Ministry. How many want to join? You see the people who make the light and what? Oh, yeah. Move the light. Do some. Ah, we are not feeling it. Do something that we can feel the power of the light. Yeah. Make the thing move up and down. Make it move up and down. (laughs) Oh, yeah. You see, when you join the church and you get in, you will know these things. One day you go, how many people are working somewhere? What you are doing in your work, you learned it in the church, but you didn't learn it at school. Raise your hand. So many people said they learned it in church. Last week I met about 12 people. Most of them, I mean in a small group, most of them said that what the work I'm doing, the job I have, it is from skills I, I had in church, not from my, what I learned in university. Culinary stars, projection stars, video, video stars, photography stars, perfect sound. Aha, uh-huh, you see, this, they're all there. What, what group is that? Photography stars. You learn how to fly a drone. You can even go to Ukraine and fly, fly a drone there. Before you realize they are hiring you as someone to go and fly drones in Ukraine. Telepastoring. Huh? Traffic and security stars. Some of you don't know how to reverse a car. When you become a traffic star, security star, instrumentalist, telepastor, Bible school, Sunday Bible school teacher, seeing and hearing campaign. Facebook ministry, YouTube ministry, Twitter ministry, content producers, intimate counselors, crusade, aunties and aunties. Most of them are in there. Lovelet teachers. Business community. Yeah. So, the bed in there. Plenty. I want to encourage you. Eh? I want to encourage. Look at me. Look at me. The work I'm doing. From which I eat, it's not what I learned in school. Yeah. What I learned in school, I put it down in 1990. 19, 1990. Yeah. I finished school in 1989, 1990, I put it down. Since then, I've not used it. I've not used it for much. Yeah. About two weeks ago, I was in Panama. I see somebody flying around. Now, I was in my house when I had another letter. Do you know from where? 
Do you know Messi? Messi. The footballer. Yeah. Not from Messi. From Messi's country. Argentina. Yeah. Argentina. The first what? Best player in the world. Second best. Third best. Whatever. So I'm going to Messi's country to preach. Yeah, they've invited me to come and preach there. Yeah. And then from there, I've been invited to. Um, do you know Singapore? Yeah. And then from there, I'll be going to. Uh, where am I going to? Papua New Guinea. Do you know Papua New Guinea? Yeah. So many places. All just because of this shepherding work. People who don't. That's why I keep on trying to explain to you that. The call of God is called the high calling. It's a very high thing. And it starts by everybody joining to do something small and getting involved. Rather than just being there and saying, bless me, bless me, bless me, bless me, bless me, bless me. All the churches will bless me, bless me, bless me. The people still need blessings. When you go after, they've had a lot of bless me services for, for years and years. They still need blessings. They are still not full. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all things shall be added. Everyone stand to your feet. Church, growth, and lay people. Ordinary people. Ordinary people. Ordinary people. Bless God's church and God. Every standing, please. Every standing. Every standing, please. Church growth and lay people. God will bless you. Amen. I say God was God. Look, God is about to change your whole destiny. Amen. Yes, your whole life is changing. Amen. The day that God calls you, where is Vivaldi? Come on stage. Many years ago, many years ago, nobody knew her. Where's the microphone? Hello? Hello? We need more perfect sound. Yes. Many years ago, I came to church. Then some people came to sing the choir, some tree songs. Yeah. Now tell us what happened. This is what happened. <laughs> so when, when I joined the church, just like our sister testified, I, at a point I, I thought I felt alone, but I joined the choir. And uh, by the grace of God, then I was given a song to lead. And the song is a song by Daughters of Gloria Jesus. Yes, our church, our church is mostly English. Yes. It's mostly English. So, and I was told that this is the song the prophet likes a lot. I said, wow. So, 
in the morning, the choir was called to sing. And I led the song. So when I was well, singing... Well, well, give us some bass. Where is Danny Boy? But why, why are you waiting for us to call you? Why are you waiting for us to call you? So, <laughs> in the morning, when I was singing, see. <laughs> <laughs> So, when I was singing, I had opportunity. I was given the opportunity to lead the song. The prophet was looking at me when I was singing. So, I was wondering what was happening. He would look on his iPad and then lift his head. Then look on his iPad and lift, lift his head. So, in the evening, there was an unquenchable fire service. Like when you were singing, I was sitting there. Yes. And I'm looking at my iPad. iPad then you then I'll look up. Then you look at me. And I look at my head. Then I look at who is singing. But you don't know what is in my head. <laughs> so, in the evening, during the unquenchable fire service, I think I was late. But in the microphone, I was there when uh, one lady pastor called Janice, called me that, Bishop is looking for you. Come, where are you? Bishop is looking for you. He's asking, where is the lady who sang in the morning? Where is the lady who led the song in the morning? And this is how my story changed. Oh, yes. And many of you don't know, she's an international star. She has been all over the world. How many nations have you been to? Over 37 nations. Over 37 nations. And her life changed when they asked, where is the girl who sang in the morning? Same play. <laughs> Somebody say, Yes,
never know one thing that you do in church where it will take you to by just saying, okay, I will just do whatever. And the church she used to be before she married and came into this church, that's the church of daughters of glorious Jesus. So she was their small girl. Yes. Beautiful. I see somebody whose destiny and future change. Listen, few people can ever say, I've been to 37 countries. Just to sing. And she sings in different languages. Do you want to sing one of those languages for us? Quand je vois ce que tu as fait, j'ai la paix, la paix dans mon cœur. Quand je vois ce que tu as fait, je t'adore, je veux te Congratulations, your destiny is changed today. You have become a church worker, a blesser of the church. Yes, you are making somebody's child grow. Wow. God bless you. God bless you. One day they will call for you. I say, one day they will call your name. Even when they don't know the name, they will say, who is that person who was doing this and that and that? Amazing, but I wish you would sing one of those languages that we don't know. Where is she? Swahili, or I don't know what language. What about Swahili? Or I don't know what language. Yeah, any other language. You remember any language? Okay, 
Ainsi je dirai de louange, je l'adorerai. Il a ôté mes soucis, il m'a donné la paix. Maintenant il m'a libéré. Avant je souffrais, j'étais dans l'affliction. Jesus. How many are surrendering yourself to be involved in helping to bring church growth and blessing? I call it church blessing, to bless the church. Bless God's church. Lift your hands as we surrender all to Jesus. All to Jesus I surrender all to him I freely give I will ever love and trust in his presence daily live Let your hands
hand on your heart father we pledge to give ourselves to bless your church which you purchased with your blood help all of us the big and the small the great the rich and the poor to all love you by helping to do something at least to bless the church which you bought with your blood thank you for touching all the children to make us church workers even at a young age we thank you for giving us zeal and energy and strength for such a great work we love you and we surrender ourselves to Jesus today for this great work we thank you I surrender all and I surrender If you are here and you want to give your life to Jesus, lift up your hand and I want to pray with you. Maybe you want to be born again or give your heart to God for the first time today. You want to give your life to Jesus, then lift your hand like this. Just like, like how I've lifted my hand. I'm going to pray with you. I want to give my life to Jesus today. Lift, lift it high like this. Yeah, very good. Lift it like this. Lift it like this. God bless you. God bless you. If you have lifted your hand, you want to give your life to Jesus today. Keep your hand up like that and come and stand in the front here. Just come, come with everything that you have and stand here. Come all the way. Come from, come from the side. Come. I surrender all to Jesus. I forgive you, forgive me for my sins I am a sinner I don't know you have mercy on me wash me with the blood of Jesus I have done many bad things cleanse me forgive me wash me 
today. From today, I am born again. I am a child of God. I am a follower of Jesus. Lift your two hands. Say after me, Satan, I bind you in the name of Jesus. I will not serve you again. I will not follow you again. I belong to Jesus. And I will serve Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Lift your two hands. Say, I love you, Jesus. Everybody, everybody, I love you, Jesus. I thank you. I am your servant. I am your follower forever and ever. In Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. Now, follow our... Look at... Look look here. Have you seen something here? It says, follow me. That's a pastor who follow me. So, follow, follow them this way, please. Follow this way. And you come back and join us just now. We are going to take an offering. Amen. It's time for Holy Communion. Take your Holy Communion bread. Take it, this is my body, which was broken for you. Brothers, sisters, we are young. Is that not what it says? One, we are one. To go. Brothers, sisters, we are one. Just be Father, as we receive of your body, let healing come into our lives of every disease, every plague, from our kidneys to liver to lungs to heart to blood pressure to blood sugar to blood cells, red blood cells, white blood cells, every tissue to our eyes, nose, ears. Every organ, colon, small colon, big colon, pancreas, let there be healing in the stomach, esophagus, every part. We command healing. 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 
in the name of Jesus the body of Jesus Christ How many have made mistakes? How many have sinned? May the blood speak for you. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves. But the blood of Jesus cleanses us. May cleansing happen to you as you take this blood. The blood of Jesus Christ. Lift your hands for your blessing. May the Lord answer your prayers that you prayed last year. All the prayers you prayed about last year that were not answered. In February this year, may answers arise. May answers appear. May answers come into being. Answers to all your prayers. In the name of Jesus. 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 Now may all secrets. Secret problems. Problems that are difficult. There's somebody here. Some people here. Difficult to explain. Difficult to share. May that problem also receive healing by the power of God. Now may all who are called pastors, all pastors and workers, receive a double portion of the Spirit on you and on your life in the name of Jesus. And now I see something like a sand but I see something also like a rock. May the Lord lift you from the sand and place your feet on a rock. I therefore declare stability and stabilization. Stabilization. The prophecy you believe is the prophecy that will happen. Receive stabilization. Let me hear your loudest amen. And finally, lift your hand. Lift your right hand. Just your right hand. Whatever you couldn't do for yourself with your hand, may the Lord do it for you. What you couldn't engineer and what you couldn't organize and what you couldn't manipulate, may the Lord himself stretch out his hand and organize it for you and do it for you. Receive this blessing. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Savior. And let me hear your very loudest. Amen. You may be seated. God bless you for listening to this message. Visit www 
daghewardmills.org today for more audio and video messages, information on upcoming events, and so much more. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every single day. And remember, God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind.